Hello, everybody. Welcome to Banana Split episode 15. My name is Vin. My name is Patrick. And today we've got some great news to tell you. We have a plethora of geeky events, news, drama, movie reviews, and everything else in between. So, Patrick, mate, what do we have for us? Uh, yeah, well, for once I thought it might actually serve us well to do some preparation. Um, I got a bit guilty after... Um, I was kind of leaning on guests a little bit. David called in sick today, so um, I hope he gets better. Um, the good old Bakermeister. Um, got to come up with a better nickname for him. But uh, yeah, so I thought, all right, I'll spend five minutes and, and throw a few things together. So let's see how we go with that. Uh, otherwise, it's been a good week. Um, a bit up and down, Sydney weather-wise. Hot, cold, raining, doesn't know what it's doing. Um, but I made the half-hour drive from Blacktown to Bass Hill. And we're ready to rock the mic with uh, a new segment, which we'll see how long... It, I, I seem to... He pops up in the news um, on a fairly regular basis, and I've always admired him from afar, and it's time for me to express that admiration in audio form. So, um, yep, here's my tribute to Elon Musk, the founder of such um, inspiring companies such as PayPal. So inspiring, PayPal. Yes, I use it you know, all the if time. You ever want to buy something online, and you're not quite sure if you can trust the person you're buying it from, just use PayPal because you can tell them that they ripped you off, and you'll get your money back. You'll get a refund. That's yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, you know, that was a big deal for me because I'm uh, a bit older than Vin, and I remember when you had to go to a shop to buy things, and uh, I'm still kind of a little bit attached to that uh, concept of being able to physically try on or pick up or see the thing that you want to buy before you just click three buttons and rely on um, the old... Photoshop pictures, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that, and, you know. So and the was, trust of the seller. And I think I used Amazon 10 years ago once to order a book and it never came or I must have moved by the time. Anyway. Right. So I've uh, finally... PayPal served me well with um, my Power Armor and there was a fairly large purchase. I think it was about five grand all up. So wow. I wanted to make sure... There was some insurance there. Was that five grand US or Australian? Um, you, I think Australian. Yeah, and that's probably a conservative estimate. And I wore that a grand total of two times. So well, well, um, you got to wear it at least well three hundred and ninety-five times. To <laughs> yeah, get I don't the, know what the, the equation the back the payback. Uh, I'll leave of, that to someone good value. Me. But yeah, Elon Musk. You know, he's a bit more exciting now with the space program and Tesla cars and everything, but. He seems to be swooping in every other week to save a third world country that just had a big storm or, uh, for example, Adelaide. Yeah, with the power outage. And he made that pledge. And then the uh, Michael Turnbull was like, you sure about that? Like, it's almost as if his ego was hurt a little bit that some billionaire from outside Australia was like Mm. pledging in to help. And yet the Malcolm Turnbull government would do very little in that situation. But yeah, well, I'm looking forward to see what he's got. Spenders. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, what's happening this week is Richard Branson decided to invest a few more hundred million dollars into his Hyperloop uh, company, which is building a giant overland, not not a high-speed rail that kind of looks like it because they're building a long um, bridge-type thing, but it's an enclosed tube system, like those ones you see in the Jetsons, but just a lot bigger. And so it's going to cut the driving time from six hours to half an hour because it does something like 680 kilometers an hour. 
That's pretty awesome. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, the other thing he's building is a New York to Washington uh, tunnel, which will do a similar kind of crazy speed. And uh, that's got the less exciting name of the Boring Company, as in boring a hole. But yeah, I don't know if that was. How do you like spell a boring? Play on words. It's the same. B O R I N G. Oh. Yep. So you can either be boring or you can bore a hole. Yeah. Okay. That's like you got water, like boreholes. You can get bore water, which is. I'm going to Google that. I'm not very cultured, Patrick. Yep. Yeah. It's not a matter of culture. It's just, you know, science. So, yeah, been spending too much time with cameras, rather all than, technical. Uh, yeah. 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 And trying to edit this damn thing. Yeah. Which is also equally important. But, but yeah, uh, that's that's pretty yeah. exciting. So um, that's what he's up to lately, anyway. A billion dollars per mile that's costing, though. So there's a fair few critics, whoa. a fair few detractors that think it's all a bit pie in the sky. But then I read a recent quote by an astronaut who's um, heard about his idea for landing his reusable rockets on floating barges and dismissed it as absolutely insane. This guy's never going to do that. And he's done it now with two or three rockets and he's a convert. And NASA and the European Space Agency are now looking at buying his technology for the reusable rockets so uh yeah so good on him um another segment was sort of related to that seeming uh seeing that elon musk has had a fair bit to say on this topic but uh yeah quite often i'll see signs that pop up here and there that pretty much convince me that down the track we will be bowing to our robot overlords it's not a matter of when or if it's a matter of... Yeah, when, yeah. <laughs> you actually that put that word in, in the... Yeah, it's when. I was, I was getting ahead of myself there. It's yeah, not it's if, a matter it's of it. when. It's when. Yeah. Um, and I pulled up an article today, which I'll have to paraphrase slightly, but uh, a famous futurist um, and the Google director of engineering, Ray Kurzweil, um, has maintained his view over the years that AI will reach human intelligence by 2030. But now he has said that machines will exceed our intelligence... 16 years following that. It's very specific. I know Ray, Ray Kurzweil, he's a futurist, and he yep. takes 60 uh, pills a day to try and look young, but then he wears... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's Are they got, the same pills from that film Limitless? I, I don't know, but he's... he's um, What's the word? He, he believes in the... A combination of biology and technology mm. combined, like what, cybernetics. What's, well, what's that called? There's a, there's they a said word at a for it. A recent SXSW event that leads to computers having human intelligence, our putting them inside our brains, connecting them to the cloud, expanding who we are. Today, that's not just a future scenario. Um, I'm just I've never heard the guy talk, so I'm just giving yeah. him a weird accent. He talks it's really monotone. In part, and it's going to accelerate. What's actually happening is the machines are powering all of us. They may not yet be inside our bodies, but by the 2030s, we will connect our neocortex. That's the, the word I'm thinking about. Um, where we do our thinking to the cloud, which sounds very William Gibson-esque, like Neuromancer and all those great cyberpunk novels of the 90s. It's, it's very much... He talks about the concept of, which a lot of uh, futurists and uh, scientists agree with. It's called the singularity, where yep. there's a point in time when biology and technology will combine or... Uh, be at this massive um, point and then that's when humanity will truly out of bliss it's like when then possibly live forever like that's why it's taking so many pills now to be as healthy as mm. possible when so when the cure of aging happens 
he's now ready, his body's ready to like take all that medicine and regenerative therapies like from Aubrey de Grey. Um, he's, he's, lect- he's been doing lectures for 20, 30 years about the cure for aging and what we need to do. Mm. Um, I'm all excited for it. It's just that, can we get it in time for the human century? Um, yeah, yeah, it all happens a bit slower than we'd like. Like the Hyperloop I was talking about, they were saying that um, the testing phase alone could take longer than an average pharmaceutical company takes to test drugs, Yeah, which is yeah, between 10 to 15 years. That's so, right. That's right. Yeah, it could be a few decades off, it's but like, hey, yeah, it's good to have oh, something to um, always be positive, have man. a goalpost. Yeah. Uh, yeah so I don't plan on dying. Ray and his, um, what would you call it, Dooms. It's a, he's not so much a... Um, it's not a doom clock. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a prediction. Like we're going to get smarter and use them. Yeah. There's two different like schools of thought. There's, you know, that they will take over and destroy us like the Terminator or that we'll be able to integrate them more into our lives and possibly change what the definition of humanity is yeah. in the process. Like Maybe we'll be losing something in that sense, but we'll still be more powerful and more... Um, and- you know, I'm I'm more excited about uploading my consciousness to the cloud. But. I hear about that all the time. Like Joe yeah. Rogan talks about it, Eddie Bravo. Um, I also, man, I'm thinking Japan will buy these anime robots and artificial intelligence and anime marriages will be possible mm. um, through these like artificial shells. Uh, it's going to be really interesting how you you know like talk to AI in general and then how. Mm. how close they can mimic human interaction and conversation. Can they have empathy, love, truth, compassion, all those things that make us human, um, air quoting here. Um, I'm excited, you know, as long as I'm nice to them and it's not a like the Matrix Reloaded animation series where they're all protesting yeah. and stuff like that. It's my my fear is that um, it's going to be a huge class divide between the people that it can afford to do that, upload yeah. themselves to some kind of yeah semi-permanent um, cabal of corporate entities that basically are conscious that you got you're moving from a board of directors to someone that's interesting they're around for yeah. a long time yeah they won't just be oh, i'll have a few houses and a share portfolio no they're going to be an empire on their own mm. and they're going to be here there, everywhere 24 hours seven days a week yeah um monitoring micro managing and just yeah you know how can one guy with nothing but maybe a certificate to prove that he can dig holes and just wants to support his family. It's going to be tough. Are you going to really butt heads with that? Uh, we're almost, we're going forward in some ways, but I think backwards in a lot of other ways, ethically. So, yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I'll be around to see that. Um, speaking of weird, uh, were we speaking of weird? It is a weird concept, but I'm going to go some, some real, instead of just a concept, but a fact, uh, I thought I'll try and pop up with something every week. Cause this, a few weird ones out there that you just think, no, you just made that up. But for reals, uh, for example, NASA, where it builds its spaceships, sticking to the space theme, um, the vehicle assembly plant is so large that it has its own weather system. Whoa. So, yeah. There's like, clouds, there's like rain. making rain and clouds yeah, and 32, stuff? 32,000 feet square of warehouses. Oh, mate, that are, you can make any you kind of party in there. It'll be cool. Yeah, no one's going to... The neighbours aren't going to complain, that's for sure. <laughs> they might complain about the occasional thunderstorm. Yeah. But, um, Damn, it's just like... Yeah, and wizards. moving into more of the natural world. Uh, here's something I think I'd heard before, but just seeing it in black and white was a bit... Yeah, I feel sorry for these little guys. They're almost at the point of extinction, and they also have to suffer this um, cross to bear. But, yeah, bees, nature's uh, most productive... 
Yeah, what about them? creature. They're cool, I guess. Yeah, well, without them, we wouldn't have crops or anything. They tend to do a lot of oh, yeah? fertilizing, apparently. Farmers use them to make sure everything gets mm. yeah, keeps growing. Uh, but yeah, bees, you know how they die? Other than, obviously... Um, what, they lose their sting, the, the stinger? Right, when they orgasm, their genitals literally explode inside the female bee. That's a great way of dying, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Dying, oh, you're you happy. Have to go, um, I suppose you're like well, I saw a bee at your peak, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, not. I'd rather die quietly in my sleep, I suppose. But yeah, that's that could be not. So, there could uh, be worse ways to go. But are you saying yeah. they are, they're an endangered species right now? Well, yeah. I mean, Australia's one of the only countries in the world which has kept the uh, beehive um, disease that's rampaging across the western world, rest of the world, from. Um, Thankfully, we're an island, so we managed to keep out a lot of diseases that way. But uh, yeah, it's only a matter of time. I think New Zealand had popped up a little bit over there. So, gotta say, yeah. our quarantine's so on point. Um, watching um, Australia's border security, like the amount of like foreigners just smuggling random stuff either out of ignorance or like trying to sell stuff in the market, it's insane. Uh, I maybe, love that show. Yeah, that, that's that's my guilty pleasure. Yeah, is binge watching. Uh, Border security on YouTube because I'm like Chinese ladies. Shame to my Vietnamese of, like race and like, like all these old people, like like bringing birds' nests that's worth yeah. so much money and then had to throw it out. It's just oh. a shame because birds' nest is actually like it's a, a delicacy. thing in China, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I've had because they've made birds' nests by its value is like hundreds of dollars per like gram. It's not. It's wow. almost like gold, really. Well, it sounds like truffles. Totally like truffles, right. yeah. And so they do sell bird's nest drink, but it's, it's synthetic. But right. it does taste very similar to mm. the real thing. Well, then that's probably what we should be doing. Like the synthetic yeah. uh, diamonds, you can get the synthetic rhino horn maybe. Right. That would help if they started doing that instead shame. of just but, killing an entire animal for one small... Yeah, but bees, man, that, that's a real shame. Um, I like my honey. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to admit, I don't use a lot of honey, but I know that they're integral to the ecosystem. So. Yeah. Bees. Uh, then we move on to geek news, and uh, I might have to pull the article up, but it's been all over the New Scientist. Um, they were quite happy uh, to break down a study that was done on canines, so every man's best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, they can smell fear, and not only does it sort of register on their radar and just go, oh, yeah, okay, that guy's scared. The fear will hijack their emotions and the dog will also become scared, especially if it's their owner. So, and it's like, what's going on? Wow. It's like the whole thing you hear about, like if the, if, uh, the dog's visibly upset, you don't comfort it. Um, I've never quite worked out why. It doesn't take it as comforting. It's just like, well, shit must be really bad if... Um, well, it sort of happened. My son today fell over in the park and he kind of looked at me for a second and I realized that if I jumped on him and was like, hey, it's okay... Then he would have started crying because he would have thought, oh, hang on, I must have done something really bad. Um, but I just kind of went, no, you're good. Let's go. Keep going. Get up. Um, and I think, yeah, dogs are basically what? They've got the intelligence of a five-year-old. So, mm. yeah, you're, you're sort of at that level. I see food. I eat food. I smell oh, something. Oh. I check it out. Well, that's that's interesting about smelling fear. I didn't know fear mm. had a, a... It has a particular pheromone. A fragrance. Scent. Yep. Right. Um, and they can also... They found through doing the study that there's a lot of facial expressions dogs will use with humans that they don't use with each other or, or ever use otherwise. So when you say looking at them through the 
um, bars of a cage or at the pet shop, they will start doing this eyebrow raise thing to make their eyes look bigger and more baby-like. Mm. That's something they only do with humans. Interesting. And it's just something they've learned over thousands of years of living with us, that we like that. And we want to protect something that has big eyes and is cute. Well, it's shown so, that anything that's miniaturized is automatically cute and we gravitate mm. towards like a miniaturized hammer, a miniaturized <laughs> diva sketch from Overwatch. It's a random pool. Okay. Yeah, like a baby hammer, like a toy. Baby it's, hammer. You know, like babies buying those toys and cookery right. sets and kitchen yeah. sets. It's like anything that's small and exaggerated features like an anime, yeah. um, it's going to be much more uh, attractive and attention-seeking. And that, that's really cool about the dogs. Like, mm. I, I bet cats do that as well, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, they've definitely been socialized. Mine's not as affectionate as I'd like it to be. But yeah, the other night, it was especially cold after a 40-degree day. Suddenly, there was this massive southerly change and it was like freezing again and so in she came and jumped on the bed and actually kind of i woke up and she's sitting on me and it was like oh she hasn't done that since winter wow it's more of like a hey you're warm i'll use you rather than i like you but you know you take what you can get so who's the master in the house now yeah i think (laughs) like inspector that's the problem with cats they always um they're not quite as effective at uh i mean you, you still have people that have like 20 cats though so right you know, the cat they know what they're doing. They play hard to get and it works. So yeah. Those dogs just, it's all on front street. Um, then I've got a nice little segment I think should catch on. Because um, that's all we talk about in our when we're off the mic. So why not bring it on the mic is the social media drama of the week. Um, now don't worry, it's no one we know. Um, there was a bit of fuss this week about Melania Trump. It wasn't Trump for once getting in the news. It was his wife. Um, because apparently everyone thought that she was using a body double for some unknown reason. But I did a little bit more research and apparently there was a kind of journalist slash comedian that made a tweet about, you know, I think she's left him months ago and since then he's just been using a body double. Hmm. And a couple of um, right-wing outlets jumped on it and it got shine, uh, polished up into fake news and yeah go, so. well it's all sensationalist but the problem is with anything regarding trump you're like well it could be true because some of the stuff he's come up with or said or done it's like a few years ago you wouldn't have believed that to be possible especially for a president to do so it's it's murky waters with that guy um the other one that you see every year around this time um october is a bunch of articles decrying the latest pc agenda push to um, outlaw or at least tone police certain costumes that people like to dress up in. Yeah. Um, and to a large degree, um, that's fine because, you know, now it's no longer politically acceptable to wear maybe, say, a North a Native American headdress. Um, I'm, I grew up, like, for that, playing cowboys and Indians, and that was completely normal. I'm slowly starting to understand, all right, maybe that's... I just feel that's not part... Yeah. We're not part of American Especially culture. Especially in Australia, it's right? not really a big deal. But it's in America, in culture, where the market but... is and where these a lot of these articles are coming from... Yeah, it's yeah, American. Okay. They have a huge history of black history, mm. um, you know, slavery, uh, the persecution of Native Americans, just and, and with a population like 10 times as much as ours and their history being longer, right? Um, our history is, what, from 17... 17- 88. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Australian history school. I'm mean, going back to that. Um, I failed at Australian history. You had but, that, that was one of your subjects? Yeah, yeah, for mm. high school. 
Wow. Uh, had to learn we Captain Cook and ancient history, else. modern history. I think something else, but oh, I don't remember seeing. Yeah, were a few years after me. So right. Um. So and then they have a a large, just conglomerate of um, Native Americans who are, like fighting like for their rights and uh, land ownership and stuff. Yep. So I can see why, like just wearing a. A, a cultural garment just for funds and kicks might mm. be a bit... Well, the equivalent would be, say, me turning up to a party wearing, like, a an Aboriginal costume dressed up like a, I'm ready for a corroboree or, you know, with a didgeridoo and all the, the paint on my face. And I could never conceive of doing that. Like, it would just yeah. be a quick ticket to Pound Town for me, especially if I got out That's of Redfield Station. That's new one, Pound Town. Oh, yeah. But the wrong kind of pounding. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess if you... Compare it to that, Compared and yeah, to that makes Indigenous sense. Australians, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, I guess you grow up and they're just on the movies, and you don't think you don't realize that there's still, you know, communities that yeah, practice yeah. those. Like a friend of mine, um, Elizabeth Jane, uh, compared it to Vikings. Like, oh, you know, they're not actually around anymore, so you can wear like a Viking helmet, and that's fine. Um, which I did want to look up because. I mean, why not? Why wouldn't this like be Like actual Vikings. Yeah, come on. What about Roman soldiers, man? <laughs> seriously, well, seriously, Patrick. They're part of history. Yeah. Like People gladiators. People dress up as Roman soldiers. They do the reenactments and stuff. Yeah, but I'm saying they're not around. Like yeah. Vikings aren't around anymore. They're not pillaging like villages and taking women. No, they're not doing, but and... Native Indians aren't still scalping people. So, That's true. That's you know, true. There might be some kind of yeah. the Norse religion. And its culture might still be, yeah. in some villages, be practiced in some way. So. The Norse traditions, certainly, yeah. or the religious aspects, certainly, the celebrations, but actual Vikings, like, modernized for today. Mm. Like, you got, like, Somali pirates and stuff. But, yeah, I did uh, mean to look this up, so maybe if we do have a listener, apparently we're getting 30-50-something downloads a month. So, a month? No, I mean, a week. Uh, Finn would probably like it if it was every month, but you can't get rid of me. I'll be back here every week as long as you let me. <laughs> um, but you know, yeah. So uh, apparently, technically, there are listeners, but yet to hear a lot of feedback. Um, I've been on a few Facebook groups about podcasting, and uh, that's quite a, a common trend. You know, hey, there was one guy; he was complaining about the fact that he has ten thousand downloads an episode, and he still has barely any kind of feedback from his fan base. So that blows my mind. 10,000 listeners. 10,000 no downloads? One, he's got the Twitter and he's got all that. Per no episode? Really... Yeah. What a beast. I know, right? And he's a minnow, like in the, in the world of uh, you know, Jesus. people like Will, uh, locally at least. Well, Will um, Anderson, how popular is this podcast? He's good. He's got it's a few it's... hundred thousand. I mean, it's like growing transfer of fame. Mm. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Like, And the other thing I found interesting is that uh, he was getting a bit angry at the um, commercialization of it. There's a lot of big radio stations and TV media type people that are trying to cash in on it now that it's a growing medium. And, uh, you know, he's sort of like, well, what are all the little guys going to do? Now they're all going to get pushed out even more so once you've got that marketing money coming in. And um, I personally think anything that brings more attention or more uh, the message to people that this is an option, like I didn't know about podcasting until, you know, only maybe six months ago. So, and I sort of, I'm a bit like, there's a lot of regret there that I didn't look into it sooner because it would have been a great addition to my, you know, lifestyle of just being able to pick it up here and there. And it, it's just, it brings it into so many other more, it 
brings it into so many more areas of your life that otherwise you just would have been standing bored on a bus or riding a bike or you know because you can do it while driving you can do it instead of listening to the same song over and over again on Mm. commercial radio i could have listened to fascinating conversations and been learning new things every day so yeah or stories basically because that's what it's all about um it's a limitless library but yeah yeah i think anything that brings more eyes and ears to the medium then that's great so uh and what was my where was i going with that we started with cultural appropriation we ended up talking about will i keep nearly saying will smith but Will. But what particular costumes um, did people like were outraged over? Because uh, there was pictures of it, right? There was a whole yeah, there was a long article. So what was the uh, highlights, just in general, um, images wise? Yeah, I'm kind of stuck on that headdress thing. Um, I'll just pull something up. Well, you can talk about the real um, drama this week and a bit of last week. Uh, it was a New York Times article that shed some light on a rather. Yes. Infamous Hollywood player. Yeah, right. Um, Two words. Harvey Weinstein. He has committed an atrocity uh, for the past few decades. He has been sexually assaulting, harassing, um, even many victims claiming rape uh, that he's done um, to all these like young actresses trying to get into Hollywood. Now, he is a powerful executive producer. He is part of Miramax Films. And... He knows a lot of people in the industry, and so he uses that power to basically harass girls. And now there are so many celebrities coming forward with the hashtag MeToo on all the social medias, Twitter. It's just blown up over the past 24 hours when it first debuted with that hashtag. And everyone's talking about their stories of like being um, harassed, being persecuted, uh, being abused, and... Um, yeah, we're, we're all like fighting for them and now he's getting the, the proper justice. Well, actually, no. Um, he's getting into rehab. He's checking himself into rehab, but that's not prison time. That's not going to court um, and it's just really pathetic. He needs to get more punished. Um, I think that's just lawyers telling him how to ha- yeah. um, show his best side before uh, it gets... To, it's going to be a long time before he gets indicted for anything. Um, the right. police already did an investigation a few years ago using an Italian actress that he did express an interest in or she was a model either way they put a mic on her um there's some pretty damning um audio evidence that was played i think they ended up dropping it she settled out of court because it's just it's been impossible to pin anything on the guy and you know it just shows how absolute power corrupts and all that like basically he could shrug off any you know because back in the day 20 years ago um if the, uh, why, the question people ask is, why now? Why did mm. people saying start to rise up? Because the, the wrong people were saying. Because the power right now is in numbers. Yeah. When everyone says the same story, like the Bill Cosby, you know, rape yeah, cases, right? The problem is, the, one of the writers of 40 Rock started talking about, joking about Bill Cosby. and But women have been complaining about him for years. But it took a male uh, comedian, you know, one one of his own peers, basically, to bring it to light and it's the same in this case it took a male journalist and then a few other um guys that were willing to put their name on the line to bring weinstein into light so that's a real shame that you know rose mcgowan um and many many other women that had spoken out about him nothing no buzz at all they just got shunned and written off and you know, yeah, destroyed and- by the machine. So that's, and it happens in. It's not just Hollywood. Everyone's talking about oh, they're politicizing it, and making it 
you know, let's fix Hollywood and drain the swamp. But it's in any industry. You're going to have that. And yeah. that's something that's really been um, driven home. In the Seven News Network, there was um, a news reporter cadet who got right. fired because she filed a sexual harassment claim to yeah. HR. Yeah, that did not look good for Channel 7. And then you know, um, how HR handled it was they just suspended her and then, yeah. um, and then that they, there was also an affair as well a couple couple of years back with the CEO, and then they fired the girl, but not the CEO. The CEO was like, yeah, he's still around, Scott, Scott Free. Yeah, yeah, that was in the papers pretty recently before the Weinstein thing. But yeah, I remember that yeah. popping up here and there. And, so yeah, then, girls didn't come off too well. They made them look like you know jealous harpies and just doing it for the money. And yeah. it's almost that they claim it to be like this male gentleman's club uh, with, with this, all these execs, but. It's just a real shame. But then people also blame the victims as well. Like this is going back to Harvey Weinstein. Um, a lot of actresses taking up their sexual favors to further progress their career uh, deliberately. Uh, some claim Jennifer Lawrence did that. Um, there's that fling with her and Weinstein at this award ceremony. You can tell like they've had some history, sexual or not. Um, uh, gross. Yeah, it, it is pretty it's gross. something you want to picture. Um, really. but, and then everyone's like, Starting to do this all this conspiracy theories like wow she won an Academy Award by by like twenty two Silver Lines Playbook mm, wasn't that yeah. great um, what I love but, that but movie. then people are like um, oh she did, well it's true she did X Men like mm. first class twenty eleven she was in yep. when was Hunger Games released I think that was the one that really set her career on fire was that before um, Silver Linings or yeah. after Silver Linings uh, I think that might have been after I'll have to look that up okay. but basically the Hunger Games is what. Really got her ball rolling, okay. and um, but she won an Oscar she, for yeah. Silver Linings. I was shocked as well, like compared yeah. to the other nominees, okay. like Nicole Kidman, um, Meryl Streep, who gets nominated every yeah, year. They've, they've all had awards, you know. Yeah, but it's it's not about that though. It's like it's. It, but the thing Still. is, the the Academy are known yeah. to be so biased and so influenced. Like, um, there's been news of Harvey Weinstein inviting the Academy members to his house, watching the nominated films. Uh, produced by Miramax, like mm. give them like free bags or like expensive food and wine, and then yeah. that would influence the decisions. Like all well, that's the films, fairly, that was just the way. It that's was the way done. it goes. Yeah. yeah. So or... Weinstein, yeah, powerful Hollywood figure. Now it's just a sexual predator. It was always has been, but he's like a massive mm. label, and um, it's really pathetic. It's just well, he's sad. broken records for how fast he's dropped in the eyes of right um, the media and everything. Like it's been a yeah. really just it's like when a shattering plummet. But, um, you know, I read an article today where they were saying, look, Mel Gibson was written off 10 years ago when he was talking about um, Jews and all that sort of thing. And uh, he's back stronger than ever. So, you know, does this mean that Weinstein will never come back? I don't know. I wouldn't. Um, well, Gibson doesn't have know. like 30, 40 plus victims over three decades, right? Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's had a, a drunken tirade about Jews. Yeah, yeah, like you know, Jews control Hollywood, and they weren't happy about that. So, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, Gwyneth Paltrow, um, when she won the Oscar, and then the nominees was like, uh, Kate Blanchett in uh, Queen Elizabeth, yeah, pretty striking performance. But then Gwyneth Paltrow won Best Actress, and Shakespeare in Love won Best Picture, right. and that was produced by Miramax Films, mm. and then Harvey Weinstein produced that, and so you can tell the the influence he has on not just Hollywood, but the Academy, it's incredible and it's so corrupt. And yeah, it's like, I'd like to thank Harvey Weinstein. Um, I guess, you know, sucking his cock for the Oscar was great. Um, yeah. Thank you, Harvey. Mm-mm. I, I, I 
can make no. I'm gonna leave yeah. you out there with yeah. that. I'm not gonna. I'm, I might, I might <laughs> delete that out. I'll, I'll let you hoist yourself in your own petard. Yeah. No, no, you're good, man. Keep it in. That was a joke, Meanwhile, people. That was a joke. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, I don't know. You talking? That was that Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. I don't have a lot of love for her, so go for go for gold. She was recently in a bit of hot water for shelling out uh, yeah. a bunch of products for a stupid amount of money on her website. Oh. Um, what's it called? Something to do with avocados, some goop or something like that. And uh, none of it worked. It's all these sort of like health related <laughs> energy crystals or something. It's all a bunch of hippie bullshit. So, yeah. Put in your complaints now. That was my impression. Yeah. Anyway, I found a but- list of those uh, offensive costumes. One of them, which was uh, the Anne Frank costume, which apparently was actually uh, originally um, supposed to just be a World War Two refugee. But a couple of websites were calling it the Anne Frank costume, which might have been a little insensitive. This is too specific. Yeah. I mean, like, she doesn't have a particular look to her, maybe other than, what, did she have a cover of herself yeah, in the I book? Yeah, I think there was a photo. Do you know I what I mean? seeing a black and white photo. But yeah, it's pretty, it's a reach. It's like, compare um, it to um, Stalin or Einstein. They have particular looks to them, right? Yeah. But Anne Frank, that's a, such a mad stretch, dude. As a Stranger Things Halloween costume caused a controversy as people claim it sexualized a 12-year-old character from the show. Oh, yeah, that kind of... There's a bunch of photos of different costumes here and there's the Stranger Thing. It's got the wig. She's got the kind of weird um, pyjama-looking dress. But and the jacket. wearing... Well, it's a little short and she's wearing those high... High socks. Yeah. yeah high socks. So, And yeah, then high heels as well. I yeah. can see why that would be problematic. Um, there's a couple of other silly things like fat suits. Then you've got the DR de, de Los Beauty, which is like one of those Day of the Dead um, with the face makeup, which I think is fine. Okay. Um, but okay, it's apparently offensive. Then you've got the uh, whole um, Rasta costume kit, someone looking like a Rastafarian with the fake... Um, what, Jamaican? Know. Yeah, the Jamaican locks. Look, basically. Yeah, which I can see is a little bit like blackface. Um, and then you've got the whole geisha girls dressing up in like Asian... Cultural costumes. Mm, yeah. And you know? um, then you've got the sheiks, that sort of look, where they look like, uh, <laughs> you know, basically an Arab costume. Right. And then you've got the whole people wearing ponchos and those giant, what do you call them, the Mexican hats? Sombreros. Yeah. So, yeah, again, I think they're all very American-centric uh, issues that we just don't really get over here. It's all mm. sort of abstract to us. So. Mm-hmm. Um it's difficult for us to empathize with those uh, minorities, I suppose you could say. Or, I mean, the closest thing, we, we have a lot of Asians here, but I never see anyone, like the whole kimono thing, it's not really <coughs> something. Again, we don't really do Halloween here. Like, uh, it's been again, it's slowly a, gaining a, popularity, but yeah. I can't see it. Well, you Random see it in the clubs like and that, stuff. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, Halloween is just more of a business opportunity mm. uh, for clubs and restaurants to celebrate and get people to come in, costume. Um, but yeah, it's it's like, it's an American holiday, like Thanksgiving. Mm. We don't celebrate Thanksgiving. We don't give out turkeys and stuff. Um, it's just basically Christmas, Easter, and yeah. I mean, New, New Year's. It's a cool idea. Any excuse to get people dressed up and eat candy, great, go for it. But um, yeah. it's that cultural cringe, I think, a bit goes a bit overboard here oh I don't know it's, it's American we don't do that we're Australian like yes yeah, it's, it's a good time why mm. not let's just Australia is very um, voracious in its appetite for different cultural 
um, markers or festivals and we'll take everything. We'll, you know, we'll do that uh, Chinese New Year thing. We'll do the Blue Moon thing. You know, we'll, we'll do the lot. So as long yeah. as it's a good time, then throw it into the mix, mm. I say. Yeah, and it just makes it more fun. And yeah. like get to experience different cultures in a fun, uh, family-friendly hopefully family-friendly will that way. Yeah, well, obviously, yeah. You, it's not a day and age anymore where you can have the kids just wander off with a bag for trick-or-treats. You know? Right, you right. Um, I lived in uh, Mount so last fun. year and kids were knocking on the door, but they always had parents close by, which is, you know... Yeah, I've always wanted know. to do a trick-or-treat, really. That has been always my dream because mm. I've seen it so much in American media, on television and in film, but we just don't celebrate that. It's like, what are we going to do on October 31st? Mm. Just I think it's random. a real suburban thing too. I don't know if it happens in, say, the projects in the states, or yeah, you know. I think it really depends on the kind of like. I doubt knocking on my neighbors' doors. <laughs> they won't be in costume. They're like, what? Yeah. We don't eat candy. Okay, here, it's... have some bread. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but uh, I-, I might try it. I might try it uh, next week. Be in costume, yeah. uh, in like Top Gun gear, and see oh, how so it goes. So still got a week to go. Um, thirty first. Yeah. So right. we got about a week and a bit. We'll just be like way old. It could be a fun stunt. Yeah, so yeah. Just start knocking. What the hell do you I'm want? I'm down oh, for that. Give me yeah. some candy, dude. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Uh, so what's that's, next that's pretty much it. Like the Weinstein thing, you know, it's a tragedy and hopefully it means that, you know, a lot of people, Mark Ruffalo came out swinging first and then everyone else kind of jumped on board on Twitter and stuff. But yeah, it, we just don't want to see that kind of thing anymore. And uh, hopefully now there'll be those kind of guys that are in the system that are you know, obviously, he's not the only one. So, any other honcho type that does prey on um, women or men, because, you know, there were even, uh, what's his name? The guy that just touched, his whole thing was he was a football player, then he was tackling people, and then he ended up on the Expendables and Brooklyn 99. Um, oh, awesome. Terry Crews. Terry Crews, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, even he um, admitted. He'd been uh, he got groped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so party. It's not just women. No, I mean it would be predominantly women. But... There were a lot of commenters or like, "What about the men? What about the men?" Yeah. Um, well, it's 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 when it's not like discounting men's no, no. like stories at all. Yeah, it's just that there's a lot of women like bringing up their stories, and then the the men always saying, "But what about us?" Well, then yes, that's fine. Just bring out your stories if you've ever been assaulted. Like no mm. one's going to fault you. It's just that there's a lot more majority women bringing up because it's hard to bring up those stories mm. and even as a man like in this society as well where there's the expectation well, I think of, especially so as a man or a big beefy guy like him you know yeah got that image of being able That's to a, take he's care a good example and, he's a great example you know, yeah I can't think of anyone I'd less want to uh get on the wrong side of but and he said I, I could have easily just taken him out and but I would have been in jail the next day so yeah you know. it's like big black guy yeah right it would have been the ultimate Profiled. um yeah, yeah. Ruin his Hollywood Just, career. So, um, no one's yeah, safe. Anywho. Um, but hopefully they're all a bit safer now. Um, anyway, so moving on, uh, I thought of a might be a little cool segment to do where we pick a really terrible casting choice and then maybe one that wasn't so bad and that you can't imagine anyone else in the role. For example, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. I can't think of anyone else doing that. Or um, a lot of people are going to have trouble with anyone else being Han Solo or Indiana Jones or... Wolverine, you know, there's some real iconic actors that, you know, and they're already, I saw an article the other day with a bunch of, this guy is definitely going to be the next Wolverine. I just couldn't see it for any of them. Yeah. Just, it was all wrong. So, but obviously it's going to happen because they've got the rights and they're going to keep making money. So, uh, but obvious one goes a bit back into our childhood, but uh, 
Back to the Future, it was so bad that they actually, halfway through filming or something, they let him go and had to recast. Yeah. But I've seen the outtakes and it was probably a good thing they did that because, yep, Eric Stoltz as... No chemistry um, and bad acting. Yeah, it was just, it was just didn't, it was all stilted and weird and maybe it was because I'd already seen the movies with Michael J. Fox. Um, He works, he just shines. Um, But then to go back and watch... You know, there are these extras and the documentaries and they had a few scenes with Eric Stoltz running around. It just didn't work at all. He felt, he just looked too old and even though Michael Jack, J. Fox is quite, you know, a lot older than a high school kid he was portrayed to be. He looks young. But he has that young look. About that, you so, know, being a teen wolf and all this high I mean, school Eric Stoltz stuff. looked 30 in that, so it just, okay. no. Um, so that's, that's a good one. I don't know if it's putting you on the spot here, but... Look, one thing that comes to mind is um, Ashlyn Kutcher that yeah, plays Steve Jobs, right. and then um, the other Fast guy Bender. that pl- Fastbender. And then yep. I've I've seen only seen the Fastbender movie, um, but he he was nominated for an good. Oscar for a reason. Yeah. It was very compelling, mm. and it showed a side of Steve I mean, Jobs a, that was pretty Alan, accurate. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin. Movie, Aaron Sorkin so. movie. Yeah, but Ashlyn Kutcher they hired him because he looks like young Steve Jobs. That mm. was it. Um, mm. And the script was terrible. And Let's face it, Ashton Kutcher did the best that he could do, but it okay. was so cringeworthy. It was like um, one of those like high school teen um, dropout movies, like Dude, Where's My Car? Right. <laughs> yeah, that was basically the first Steve Jobs movie. Mm. Um, it was the, the, any sort of emotional mo- moments that they tried to craft uh, was forced. Do you think Ashton Kutcher has the range for anything more than a Dude, than, than a dude Where's My Car? Um, mm. Yeah, certainly. If he's fan. had the right script... like. He's got to have a um, reconnaissance. Like, right. Math. Yeah. So wait till he's 40 or something and then do some low And then win an Oscar and, and then, you know, yeah. be in um, Dallas, uh, Texas Cowboys thing and, yeah, yep, lose 50 pounds and then <laughs> win, win the club. Oscar. Yeah, the, sorry. <laughs> there were Cowboys <laughs> in the film. Yeah, Dallas Buyers Club. And then Jared Leto as well. Yeah. Um, no, that was right casting. Uh, but yeah, the Steve Jobs movie uh, comes to what mind. What do you think but, of Jared Leto as the Joker? The thing is... Different actors bring out different elements of yeah. the Joker. So, it's just different. But it's not wrong. It's just... Maybe... Mm, I, I don't like the makeup. I don't like mm. the whole tattoos. Yeah, I wasn't a big whole... fan. Um, they were going for like the, the jokey gangster. I'm, pre- I'm a little bit unpredictable, but generally yeah. my motivations are clear. I want to make a lot of money and I want to consolidate power. And I just... I was so hooked on the Heath Ledger thing and the... Um, chaos, sort of anything go like if you go back to the comics, you know he's completely insane, and that's reflected in there was one uh, particular story arc where um, I think it was a Martian Manhunter had to manipulate his brainwaves so he was sane again for a brief moment, and the weight of all the guilt from the number of people he'd killed and the lives he'd ruined it was just too much. He would have died within minutes. Wow! You know, just through guilt, um, so that was really cool. So. Was it the Jared Leto? Th- I don't know. It all just seems so glib and feel um, contrived, slick. Um, whereas I mean, if you go with the yeah. Jared Leto character in Blade Runner, uh, Wallace, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked him in Blade Runner. He, yeah. if he'd play the Joker a bit more like that, with a bit more menace, um, but just as creepy, that would have worked for me. But yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a choice, and that's the direction he went. But um, yeah, after rewatching Blade Runner today, I was like. Wow, if he'd really amped that up a little bit, like brought a little bit more energy to it for, um, yeah, but they just didn't give him enough time in Suicide Squad, so mm. 
needs mm. his own movie. And if they are making this um, movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Martin Scorsese as a Joker, that uh, that could work. We'll see. It's, man, I, I, don't, I haven't kept up with what's happening with that, but that was the rumor. So. Joker's that one character that's played by so many people, like Superman, right? But I think Joker's the top one. Mm. Um, and everyone, it's a, it's a polar, he's a polarizing figure. There's always like commenters and fans on Facebook forums just saying whether they agree or disagree. Like, my, of course, my personal favorite is Heath Ledger. He brings mm. about a real grittiness and the pencil scene and just walking away in the nurse outfit with the explosion, just calmly. Oh, Those are great film. classic scenes in, in cinema. And, um, he embodies everything about the Joker and, but, um, animated wise, I do like Mark Hamill. Um, he brings more of the cartoony mm. aspect of it, and he likes to poke fun at at Bruce Wayne, and they complement each other. I, th- mm. I think Batman has the greatest collection of villains for any like superhero. Yeah, it's all about the villains. Yeah, with those movies. Yeah, I mean, even if you go back to the Tim Burton ones, like I think eighty percent of the film time was given to the villains, whether it was a penguin or yeah, Jane interesting characters. Yeah, mm. but anyway, so hopefully they uh, carry on that tradition. Uh, what else was I going to do? A little segment on Reddit because I have I'm fairly well addicted to it, and uh, but surprisingly large number of friends don't know what it is or can't grasp the concept. So I'm going to head on over right now and just pick a few examples of why I love this site. Um, it isn't all just what's trending now type stories, and you know it's not. It's another site I was a little bit addicted to before. Reddit in terms of just on board. There's nothing else to read on Facebook. It used to be 4chan, which yeah, it was basically a lot Whoa, of dude, dude bro college humor and trolls places. and yeah. I don't think I've been on there for a while, but um, and they used to make fun of two sites, Reddit and uh, Nine Gag. That was the big one. They couldn't stand people from Nine Gag. So I don't know how manufactured that um, rivalry was. It reminds me of the right. Ford Holden rivalry we have here, but. Uh, Oh, shame Holden had to close his doors. Yeah, that no, happened. No recently. more manufacturing. Yeah, that was last week. The last Commodore went off the line. And so, are they now manufacturing overseas, or is it like Holden gone? Um, no, they're just going to imp- they're going to be importers from now on. Oh Jesus! So they're keeping obviously the sales force and some probably local engineering to. Yeah. Um, Australian conditions are fairly different to most other countries, so we like to set up different suspensions and things like that. Mm. But, uh, mm. Yeah, it's definitely a step backwards. Um, it's real sad because you yeah. hear people working there for 50 years, 40 years, and there's a love for it. Um, you know, the cars are pretty cool too. I like the old school designs from like the 60s and before. Yeah, well, there's, you know, seeing the footage from people going down there in their cars, from driving from all over the country yeah. um, to be there the last day. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, yeah. It was, it was a touching almost, moment. Mm. But it was, So what, what were you talking about on Reddit? Uh, well, that? one of the, the cutest little subreddits, because the way it's... Um, structured is it's basically like there's a front page which would be a news a public news feed so if you compare it to facebook so everyone's seeing the same news feed it's just whatever's most popular um in terms of it's user it's content user content user created content so they'll find an article they like or a photo or whatever it is and throw it up submit it and add a little cute headline to it or whatever and then that just trends um based on how popular it is, right? But then you can go into which particular category that belongs in and then just focus on that kind of thing. Like for one of them, and it usually ends up with a 
few things on the front page uh, is shower thoughts. And for example, a couple of the ones that just went up today, it's the sort of thing you might ruminate on while in the shower. It kind of reminds me of those memes where you see someone a little bit stoned and sort of do that mind blow on face and go, oh, hang on. New Year's Eve will be the only day when every adult was born in the 1900s and every minor was born in the 2000s. The, the one coming up for 2017. So it kind of blew my mind a bit. Okay. Not yeah. that I think about that every day. No. Uh, um, in Grand Theft Auto, everyone drives with their doors unlocked despite high crime rates. <laughs> yeah, that always bothered me. Yep. Um, in school, they teach us what to do if we catch on fire, something that rarely happens, but not how to pay taxes, something that obviously we always have happens. To do. Yeah. So, yeah, that's always bothered me. Um, if the dinosaurs were killed by a giant meteor, then we are living in a post apocalypse world. Yeah, mm, technically speaking, huh? Yeah. I like that. If nearly all toys are made in China, then it's pretty likely that everyone in Toy Story is Chinese. Ah. So the, really, the Chinese dub version would be the most accurate. Yeah. So I'd like to hear that, whoever is playing the Tom Hanks role. and the, yeah. um, Jackie Chan. Huh. Being in a room with strobe lights is like playing life in a low FPS. Like a video game with a low frame rate. Are those strobe lights like blinking lights? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're really fast lights. Yeah. yeah cool, cool. I like that one. Uh, if it drives adults crazy whenever a toddler starts a story from the middle, then explains the beginning and then goes for the conclusion. But whenever Tarantino does it, it's fucking genius. Well, a toddler doesn't have a whole production team <laughs> no. with them to tell a visually engaging story. That's the difference. Hmm. No, that's true. But, but I, I see what they did that's, there. I see, the uh, I, I see what they did there. The first person to use a fake moustache as a disguise was probably very successful. It's, it's probably not the kind of thing you can do more than once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, knives should be named chopsticks. See, a lot of them are just like lame jokes or bad puns, but occasionally one will break through and you just go, oh, do crabs think that fish can fly? You know, because they're in the water and they're just what? stuck on the ground. Oh, okay. And, yeah. Okay. I, I, this has... <laughs> these concepts don't, don't blow my mind. They're like, they feel like a waste of time. Yeah, well, that's the whole point. It's just silly thoughts that float by and most people just let them go, but these people decided to write them down. You know, Richard Dawkins, when he was on Q&A, um, he gets asked about like art and concept because he's a hardcore atheist scientist who's very strident with his views. Mm. And so he says, um, if someone asks me, what is the color of jealousy? What is the color of jealousy? Right. He says, that's the question not worth answering. Whereas asking about how old is the universe? Where did it come from? Or how did it form? That's a question worth answering. I'm like, from an artist's point of view, from a scientific point of view, from a conceptual point of view, it's all different. Like, if I asked you, um, yeah, what is the color of jealousy? How would you answer that? It's like, I think it's yellow. Is that yellow. the same as envy? Green with envy? Is that what yeah. people say? Yeah, or so that would be. So I you could say I think color is green because of yeah, but this. I thought yellow would be cowardice, and it depends on your culture, though. Right. So yeah. So Richard Dawkins thing. is usually coming up with a very rational, logical point of thinking. It's like mm. that question is not worth answering, but and yet I I weep when I listen to music or watch theater mm. and things like this. Um, where am I going with this? It's a Reddit know. thing. Yeah. And he likes but, to stick to the nuts and bolts. That guy. Right. 
But yeah. um, the last one, when you masturbate, you're basically validating the statement of every person that's told you to go fuck yourself. Can't argue with that one. Well, at least I enjoy it. And it's done for free. I don't have to pay for it. I mean... Depending on whatever age you're using. Yeah. Sure. Makes sense. <laughs> um, not going to argue with that. Oh, okay. Uh, another one that I thought might work well was this week in history. So basically, you know, this day, not enough has gone on. Um, but we've had a whole week for some shit to happen. So let's see. I picked out two things which were vaguely interesting. Um, one less so, but still significant. 1923 on the 16th of October... So I should really work out how many years ago that was. It was a long time, right? 1923. 94 years. The roaring 20s. Yeah. Mm. Well, okay, good. I've got the... Well, See, so normally you would say... Don't call me Asian. Asian. Maths, but I know that's not your strong point. No, it's not. So, that's right. I'm impressed. Bucking, bucking the trends, people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, what happened? Disney was founded on the 16th of October. So Walt Disney... Good on you, Walty. Um, got the ball rolling. Yeah. So wherever he's frozen now, I'll uh, raise my glass. Uh, 17th of October, so the day after that, uh, but a few years earlier, in 1814, there was the Great London Beer Flood, which I don't know how I've never heard of this, but apparently a 15-foot-tall wave rolled through the streets of London and killed eight people. Most of those people were at a funeral. Did they die drunk? A group of people attending a funeral got washed away by a giant wall of beer. Yeah, you'd hope at least they'd... They were drowning. They were drowned drunk. Yeah, so it's, I remember hearing about one in America. I can't remember which city off the top of my head, but it was a treacle, tree, tree molasses, that sort of thick, syrupy, sugary stuff that they have over there. Um, yeah, there was a huge flood back in the day. A factory exploded or something, and mm-hmm. yeah, that got a bunch of people, more than eight. But still, what a way to go. Yeah. Um, I was going to do IMDb Trivia of the Week, but... It'll take me too long to get to the uh, page, so we'll jump on to general entertainment news. You know, that's what we're all about. Movies, reviews. We've both seen one this week, so better jump onto that. Okay. Um, what I saw with my eight-year-old son, for some reason he was begging to go see it. I gave him the option of that, Happy Murder Day, or uh, a documentary about Ferraris, and for some reason he wanted to see a film about storms, but not just any old storms. Geo Storm with Gerard Butler hamming it up. We're going to sink that one. Yeah. Um, so, so I saw the trailer. Pretty interesting mm. uh, graphics and CGI. So what was your impression? Yeah, it's basically a day after tomorrow slash. Yeah. Um, did, was it compelling? You know, did you find it suspenseful? Even though you were new. Uh, they did. It was pretty cheesy, but there was a few moments where they tried to, um, you know, there was a couple of self-knowing fourth wall breaking in jokes. And, you know, it was very earnestly acted. There was... You know, it wasn't very dry. It was, you know, they bit down and bit hard and, and went with it. And that was cool. Like, the scenes, the action stuff was really good. They flipped a few uh, scripts or cliches in terms of he has a brother dynamic going on where his younger brother um, has to t- look after him a lot, where he's kind of like the hotshot engineer that doesn't take any shit and doesn't play politics well. So his brother has to kind of cover for him a lot. Um, but in the end, they need him to help rescue this space station of satellites somehow control the weather. Um, Damn. And uh, like yeah, X. someone's sabotaging it and they're giant like, weather anomalies going off all over the place, place because the virus has been uploaded into the satellites. Are you giving and, away spoilers? No, this is just the plot. 
like it's, it's in the trailer so you know okay they've got it they're on a race against you're, you're time good at doing that patrick who, yeah well the blade runner thing i watched it again today and you find out he's a replicant like literally two minutes into it so mm. i think there's a t- once you get past i don't know what the cutoff would be yeah no, maybe that- 15 or 20 minutes in then you've got to be a bit more careful but if it's just almost at the first scene mm. then yeah, you know. all right I'll, I'll let that one as soon as he confronts now. that um first replicant that he kills who's the old model which is right in the opening scene he gets out of the car and fights this dude the dude says you know how can you kill your own kind mm-hmm. and then they have that whole discussion so mm, come on um but i would never there's a nice little twist and a couple of little uh, reveals further along that yeah that would be criminally um even for your standards yeah yeah if you went with some of the other spoilers yeah that would be like telling everyone that bruce willis was a ghost in sixth sense right you know back in 1990 whenever yeah um but geostorm the big yeah, geostorm storm, how, how, what would there's you no spoilers it? in that i mean i could spoil sort of don't, don't, don't give but it's kind of ending. obvious like yeah. as soon as the bad guy walks in you're like i know it's going to be you know him. it's the bad guy right? yeah there's nothing yeah. that's kind of too surprising um the one cliche that gets flipped is his brother's like this uh he, he works for kind of like the washington's power uh agency that controls what happens with the satellite so he's more of a desk jockey and does political stuff it's not really clear what but um his wife or no wait they're not married yet but that's the whole he's all like can we get married she's like no i'm a tough girl and i've got to do my job and i wouldn't you know it's against the rules somehow that they can be together but she's basically a secret service um you know bodyguard for the president and she's like knocking heads and taking names and driving quickly and so that's that's kind of cool you know it's um turns things around from when they normally are and gerard butler basically played the same gerard butler that's in was it white house down i've seen that one two of them in the movie another one in london yeah oh it was ridiculous yeah i watched that one in that was a crazy movie yeah, it's it like one man, fun, one man kill brain. job. It's like Uncharted series, like yeah. one man killing everybody. And it's like, how can the Koreans just bypass all that security and just invade uh, the White it was, House? It was it great. Was insane. But, uh, I, I loved yeah, it. So it was a similar so kind of deal, you know. Yeah. Um, Roland so what, Emmerich, I think, same kind of... So I what would you give it out of 10? Or out of 7, as per your funny <laughs> scoring system. But let's keep it, it to 10. All right. If it has to be 10, then I give it like a... On the strong side of, of a six, maybe six and a half. Um, okay. Yeah, it's, and if you bring That's bringing, possible. I'd recommend bringing like, yeah, a younger... An eight-year-old kid with yeah, you. An eight-year-old, yeah, maybe, or even up to about 13 or 14. It's, it's a real cheesy, just a popcorn kind of yeah. explosion thing. So, Well, two yeah. rationally-minded uh, adults kind of watch it. But um, today... I watched The Foreigner starring Jackie Chan and Pierce Brosnan. Mm. As a fan of Jackie Chan, I wanted to see his acting chops. Where did you watch that? Because I've been meaning to... Liverpool okay. Event Cinemas. Huh. Uh, they didn't show it anywhere else other than yeah. George Street in Liverpool. And I've got to say, um, both Jackie and Pierce, they, they bring out their acting, acting chops because this is an action thriller film that is on the more cliche side in the way that story told with the... It reminds me plot. of maybe Taken. And 
Well, it's much better than Taken yeah. because there's there's a lot less edits in the action scene. Jackie right. Chan is still got in his fighting groove, mm. um, and the director told him to slow down in many of the choreography wow. because in a lot of his martial arts, it's very quick. There's a lot of beautiful uh, motions. And it's not not a glamorous movie, is it? It is not. It is brutal. There is he's got heavy makeup of looking mm. old. There is bleeding. Mm. There's violence. There's um, in the trailer, uh, this guy gets his toe stubbed by nails, yeah. and I didn't see it in the trailer, and everyone in the crowd was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> and we all we all looked at each other, and like that. Damn, that's nasty. Yeah. Um, Jackie Chan, uh, he was amazing. He basically he carried the movie mm. um, without him or Pierce Brosnan because he played the um, not his typical like a uh, heroic role of James Bond, but um, it was great. More of a um, bureaucrat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so he's not trying to cover his own ass. Yeah, he's not really corrupt corrupt but um he's got his own agendas and mm. uh i i love that the movie wraps up in itself like i enjoyed it there was a clear-cut ending there was no open for a sequel mm. um however the the story was quite conventional and the characters surrounding them uh, were very plain and, and to like cardboard cutouts there was no so was more to john them. wick than taken um, it was less John Wick because John Wick was like on a killing spree of like a hundred people. Um, yeah. Jackie Chan, like he only fought maybe, you know, dozens of a dozen guys total. Okay, dozen. Do- John Wick fought like at least fifty guys. Yeah. His kill count must have been a hundred plus, and he's got like shotguns and rocket launchers. Whereas Jackie Chan, um, he was very inquisitive. He's he's like. The Asian MacGyver. Uh, right. Yeah, he had to think about so cool traps. It, you know, now we're moving more towards like the Bourne movies. Yeah, okay. yeah. But it's not taken where it took seven cuts for Liam Neeson to climb a fence. Yeah, yeah. That's good to know. That gave me headaches. But yeah. anywho, um, great movie. Um, not the greatest, but I enjoyed it on a, like a weekend out. I would give it 7.3 out of 10. Okay, it's fairly solid. Yeah. I like it. It's not like an 8 yet. No. Um, okay. Just because... Little slightly conventional yeah, yeah very yeah. predictable right. but I, I enjoyed it for the actors alone Pierce mm. and Jackie they carried the movie without okay. without them I would not have seen it um, but did yeah. you happen to catch the uh, there's two big trailers that got released during the week one was for the new Star Wars film and the other was for Black Panther I'm not going to see any of those trailers wow okay I did watch Black Panther Please don't because spoil I'm like well he's a side me. character you know I, I don't know a lot about the history of him so I'm not as invested but I am looking forward to it. Um, and it was a really cool trailer. Okay. And it got me really excited. So I'm glad I watched that. Good. Star Wars, I'm in the same boat. Um, I haven't watched it. Been okay, closing good. his ears right now. Good. And so even though I included it as a topic, because it's definitely something that's out there and is, you know, I've heard a lot of... It's hard to escape the, the memes Please and the discussion. Please don't say anything. I'm not going to say any specifics, but, you know, there is a lot of talk out there and it's hard to... Okay, good. Um, ...see that and not be a little bit curious about, you know, how they got there is what they're saying, but, but you know, I'm going to hold out. You so. know, you got to like be surprised in the cinema mm-hmm. and uh, with 500 other people around you feeling the same emotions and yeah. that's the joy. But if you see it all in the trailer where it spoils half the movie, like, yeah. Would you, you lose the magic. With, you know, the upcoming, like Thor, I've watched the trailers. I'm going to watch that on Friday with my son. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, the, the thing with those trailers you're forced to watch it because they're part mm. of the previews before the film yeah yeah so you, I can't Which close my eventually eyes eventually it's going to happen la. with Star Wars so that's going to be hard to, harder to avoid as time goes on well luckily um, with The Foreigner I was late to the movie and the movie already started because mm. typically there's 20 minutes of previews yeah. and, and, and um, trailers that's but the only way we're going to get around it we're going to have to start turning up to movies <laughs> like late. 20 minutes late yeah 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 typically events in this guy anyway. has 15 to 20 minutes worth of uh, 
screenings, ads, mm. and they do local ads for Paramount. It's pretty weird yeah. to see. Like Geostorm was bad. I think it was 25 minutes. That was a lot of previews. Yeah. But so. anyway, uh, previews are okay in context. Yeah, it, almost anything else. But Star Wars is one where I'm really emotionally invested in it. And uh, even though I'm not like, I know, I didn't read all the comics or the books or I don't have any Star Wars costumes, but just you grew up with them. So Yeah, yeah, for sure, know. for sure. Yeah, I think um, pretty much anyone at our age is going to have a little bit more invested than yeah. say some kid fresh off the blocks. It's like, oh, who are these guys? What's happening? Yeah, nostalgia will play a key um, role. But yeah, the other two series that have actually started, um, there's three. There's Electric Dreams, The Orville, and Star Trek. So the the first TV Star Trek is a series now. Yeah, yeah. It's wow. the first one wow. that's been in te- in a decade. Um, oh there's gosh. been a lot of that's big mixed reception because of uh, the first two, the pilot and the follow up. Um, the the director did those, the sort of showrunner, and then walked away. Um, oh, yeah. So they really there's only one character basically left at the end of the, if that's a bit of a spoiler, but. Um, a lot of the characters from the third episode on are going to be completely, you know... Like fresh. Ship. Like yeah, apparently new. the ship that they use, it's not even really in the first two. It's all just kind of setting up yeah, yeah. the series from the second one on. Mm. But um, yeah, there's a few swear words dropped. I think there might even be an F-bomb. So there's a, few, a bit of outrage about that because Star Trek's Star always been, yeah. you know, about the more cerebral side of space opera. So um, gentlemanly... Yeah, but you know, you're in space. Shit happens. You're gonna drop. Yeah, you know, you got to keep it real. So mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. I I haven't seen them yet, so it's something I'm gonna have to get right. on top of. Right. And, I'm looking forward uh, to Walking Dead next week. I think is season eight starting or? soon. Not not yet, but right, it's gonna funny, start. Soon. Season eight of Shameless is starting too, so I'm looking forward to that as well. Yeah, cool, man. And I almost cancelled my Foxtel, but hearing that, that means I might have to stick around for a bit longer because mm-hmm. I'm not the type that. Some reason of either it's either ethics, but it's probably mostly just laziness. I can't be bothered finding my way through proxies and looking for all the downloads. Or yeah, and I used to work in a job where um, on the trains, so basically uh, everyone had hard drives full of shows that they would watch. Nice while at work, and yeah. uh, so it was very easy to get the latest whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of work by myself, so I don't well, have that crutch to rely on. So I'll just you, you know, know truck and a podcast session going. It's, it's really good. Sounds like a Zen meditation session. Yeah, well, a little it's, bit. Yeah, um, yeah. It helps chomp through those back episodes. Like I'm still a few hundred away from catching up on Bab- Hollywood Babylon, which I recommend. Um, do you have any podcasts you recommend? We should maybe share the love. Um, the ones that I listen to are mainly like WWE and Joe. Right. So I listen to Joe Rogan podcast. Cause yeah, he's, he's up to like 1,020 at the moment. He has so many different guests. <laughs> Even if you're not a mixed martial artist fan, yeah. he's got different guests from all sectors of, of creativity and media. Like, mm. um, he had Russell Brand there. Yeah. He had Neil, Neil deGrasse Tyson. He had, um, fighters there generally. Um, he and, had, the, and it's not, they're not just there to promote a film. They're just no, someone that he finds interesting. Not at all. And then the one I listened to, um, I think that got me keen was uh, Lance Armstrong right. and his whole thing with the, the, the drug scandal and, and how he got banned and um, for life and then mm. stripped of his like seven uh, world titles. So hopefully he um, can be a bit more candid than he was with Oprah. More than hundred oh, percent more than Oprah. Right. Yeah, but that, that, that's a great. If there's a podcast episode yeah. to listen to, it's definitely that one. Lance yeah, Armstrong. I don't know if I could be OCD with that one because it would take me ten years to get through them. But um, just come on, man. I'll pick it's out only one click away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, so there's that. So that's that. Uh, the Orville also started with uh, Seth MacFarlane 
Um, it's his. He sort of wanted to do Star Trek, but then something didn't work out for whatever reason. So he started his own version, and it's more of a spoof. It's not quite a hundred percent spoof. Like there's, it's trying to take itself, yeah, reasonably seriously. I haven't seen it yet either, so I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that's on Amazon. They've got that pay channel, but mm. I'm gonna have to find a way to watch that. Sure. So, um, yeah. But, Someone did send me a link to one of those uh, streaming websites where you can watch it, Put Locker or something like that. So mm. uh, that looks really cool. Yeah. Forgot to mention, listen to Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast and Chris Jericho. Uh-huh. Um, they are the complete opposite to their personas in ring because it's entertainment, of course, but they bring a lot of light to the game, to the industry, and who who's done what and their contributions to the wrestling business. It's a great listen um, if you're a fan of wrestling in general. Um, and even having Vince McMahon, like the boss of WWE, on the show to, to, get, to dedicate one hour of his time um, because he's always working every day. Because mm. um, if, you're, if you're a wrestler, you have to be on the road like 300 days of the week because you're traveling everywhere. But yeah. um, that's that's for another episode. And just so get used to hearing um, advertisements for mattresses and mm. um, Blue Apron and things like that. We haven't got any ads yet, so... Hey, no, don't worry, we'll plus. get sponsors soon. But uh, well, everybody, <laughs> um, that's going to wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to yep. Banana Split Podcast, episode 15. It's been a wild ride with different topics and I want to thank you, Patrick, for doing a lot of that research and carrying that weight. <laughs> it's been good. Hey. Well, I'm just in my bed. Um, well, my name is Vin. My name's Patrick. We'll see you next week, uh, hopefully with a special guest. But right. uh, otherwise... Grab some dessert and get the hell out of here. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Brain Trust Brothers Network. For more information about this podcast or others, visit braintrustbros.com.